the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The Jewish Hour can now be heard on jcastnetwork.org, your portal to Jewish broadcasting. It's also on iTunes and on your smartphone using the Stitcher app. Welcome to the Jewish Hour. I'm your host, Herschel Finman. We've got a great show for you. In this half hour of the show, we're going to be featuring music. We're switching things a little bit around because our guest, Rabbi Avadya Goldman, who is the chief rabbi of Oklahoma City, will be joining us. But he's busy this half hour with all kinds of running around, as you could probably imagine, having just had a hurricane, excuse me, a tornado come through your town, and he's going to talk about the aftermath thereof. That's going to be in the second half hour of the show. The portion of the week is the portion of Shalach. It is continuing all that really good Bible story. We're in Numbers 14 and following. We have an awesome, really dynamite Hasidic story. Before we do anything else, let's go right to the news. A military court in Gaza sentenced a Palestinian to death for collaborating with Israel and another to life at hard labor. It is the third death sentence handed out this year by the Islamist terrorist group Hamas. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu told U.S. Secretary of State on a visit to Israel this last week, John Kerry, that Israel is very interested in reopening negotiations with the Palestinian Authority. A spokesperson in the Prime Minister's office said that discussions were positive and that Israel had urged Kerry to do what he could to convince the PA to return to negotiation tables. Kerry was greeted in Ramallah with protests and told PA Chairman Mahmoud Abbas that settlement should not be a contradiction to restarting peace talks. An Arab mob attacked firefighters who were putting out a blaze in East Jerusalem. Rioters threw rocks and bricks, injuring one firefighter. Police cleared the area 
and the fire was put out. Just as a side, I have to tell you, I wrote down the word fireman, and my spell checker flagged it and said, no, you can't call him a fireman anymore. It's a firefighter. That was news to me, actually. An IDF soldier was killed in a training accident while clearing a minefield in the Golan. The soldier was handed a mine, and it accidentally exploded. Israel's Minister of the Interior is offering a tender. Listen to this, all you financiers and entrepreneurs. Israel's Ministry of Interior is offering a tender. to That means you get to submit bids to construct new harbors in Haifa and Ashdod. The bidding begins on July 1st and starts at 1 billion shekels. In the wake of the disastrous tornado in Oklahoma, which we'll be talking about later, the National Council of Young Israel with Masbi organizations and agri, and agri processors is donating 20,000 pounds of food to the disaster-stricken area. The Chabad Community Center of Southern Oklahoma turned into a relief shelter for those whose homes were turned ruined in the tornado. And finally, a shekel is down this week, losing 16 cents, and now stands at 3.69 shekels to the dollar. And that's the news. Some of the best jobs in the world are in the radio and television industry, and you too can join the workforce in as little as eight months when you complete your hands-on training at the Spex Howard School of Broadcast Arts located in Southfield, Michigan. At Spex Howard School, students get to play and learn at the same time. Imagine spending your class time behind the microphone, spinning music and hosting your own radio show, or designing and lighting a set for your own TV program, running a camera, learning to edit, directing a program. When you go to Specs, your day will be anything but dull. And if school is this fun, imagine how exciting it is to work in the growing industry. In addition, the credits you earn while attending Specs Howard School are currently accepted at 14 area colleges and universities. If you've always wanted the best job in the world, call for a tour of Specs Howard School at 248-358-9000. That's 248-358-9000. Or visit them on the web at specshoward.edu. Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts. This is where you start. Herschel Finman here. You are listening to the Jewish Hour. We're going to, like I said, we're in the beginning. We are switching things around. Usually at this point we would have the interview, but our interview... Rabbi Avadia Goldman of Oklahoma City is busy with other things until the second half hour of the show. So we're going to make the second half hour of the show the first half hour of the show and the first half hour of the show the second half hour of the show. And I don't know what we're going to do with the third half hour of the show yet, but stay tuned. So this is a new group. It's called Nachas. Nachas in Hebrew means pleasure. And uh, this song is called, that they're singing, this is their... uh, their introductory song as to who they are, their inauguration into the music world. The song is called Sur Yisrael, The Rock of Israel. I 
the advantage of a safe and natural method of healing without the use of drugs or surgery. People of all ages, including children, benefit from chiropractic's unique approach to health. Call area code 248-557-1818 today to find out how chiropractic can benefit your family. At the Solomon Chiropractic Center, we especially love children. All kids should have their spines checked periodically throughout their crucial growing years. Growth on a crooked foundation will create a crooked spine and become harder to correct later in life. Kids love to get adjusted at the Solomon Chiropractic Center. And hey moms, did you know that chiropractic offers a safe, drug-free approach to helping with the many pains women often get during and after pregnancy? We even have special tables which open up so pregnant women can lay on their stomachs. We treat moms, dads, children, and grandparents with arthritic pains, neck pains, back pain, and headaches. People of all ages, including kids, benefit from chiropractic. Come experience the natural method of healing without the use of drugs or surgery. Stop living in pain. Call area code 248-557-1818 today for a free consultation at the Solomon Chiropractic Center to discuss you and your family's health needs. Remember, 557-1818. That's 557 Hi Hi. Hey, Finman here. You are listening to the Jewish Hour. We have time for another song. Next one up. This is actually a request. An anonymous person who identified themselves as a listener contacted me on www.rabbifinman.com. Says that they listen to the show on www.rabbifinman.com when it's archived there. And we always try to get it archived on Sunday so that it's like fresh as possible. 
requested that we could, if we don't mind, if we could dig into the archives. That's exactly the word that they use because I guess they're playing on me. They must be a real good listener because uh, I've said sometimes I've had to go down into the bowels of the beast of the Jewish Hour archives to pull up. And that's what I had to do for this one. This is Shlomo Karlbach, and this is vintage. This goes back to 1967. Who He is our God. Want 
assurance of quality and excellence in kosher? Look for the Michigan K on the label. What's it look like? The Lower Peninsula of Michigan with a K. It's the symbol of the Michigan Kosher Supervisors. Go to their website, mycosup.com. That's M-I for Michigan, K-O for kosher, and S-U-P for supervisors, mycosup.com, and find this month's featured products. You'll find Michigan K products wherever fine food is sold, especially at Natural Food Patch on West Nine Mile Road in Ferndale. Herschel Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. We've got time for one more. Oh, how did I do this? I scheduled like too many songs for this week. Well, we'll do what we could do. We'll just save the other one for next time. Anyway, uh, this is somebody uh, by the name of Steve Cohen from West Bloomfield contacted me on RabbiFinman.com. And I know three Steve Cohens from West Bloomfield, believe it or not. And this Stephen Cohen chastised me bitterly. How is it that I could have missed last Sunday? It just happened to be it was last Sunday. was the Yorzeit, the anniversary of the passing of the great, probably the greatest Sephardic song, singer and composer, Joe Amar. And I didn't play any Joe Amar, and he was looking forward to it. So we learned a couple of weeks ago that the story of Passover Shaney the second Passover, which was celebrated in the desert for those who didn't get to do it on the first time, were given a second chance. So, Steve, I hope you're giving me a second chance. This is Joe Amar, Shalom Leben Dodi. And I greet my cousin. I greet my cousin. <laughs>
accepting students. Whether you're a real beginner or have been at it for a lifetime, the Art Studio of Oak Park has something for you. All levels welcome, all ages welcome. Private tutoring or small friendly classes. Flexible hours available. The Art Studio of Oak Park is very affordable. Make your life better. Put art into your life. The Art Studio of Oak Park offers lessons in a strictly kosher environment. Call today, 248-542-5087. That's 248- 542-5087. It's great having an art room right in the neighborhood. Herschel Finman, here you're listening to the Jewish Shower. This week is the portion of Shlach. The major thing about this portion, it involves the stories of the spies. And uh, the spies were sent by Moshe to scout out the land and uh, came back with a bad report. Now, what a really interesting thing I'm going to talk about today. I've never really actually focused on it. This is, of course, the 18th year that I'm doing this and have been giving words of cold from the portion of the week now for about 35 years or so. And I want to focus in on a, uh, a, 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 a line that just might get missed over. There are some commentaries that actually like mention it, but I want to focus on it just a little bit in a little bit of time that we have allocated for this segment. So the spies go, they take a look at the land, and they come back. And they say, the land of Israel is indeed a land flowing with milk and honey. It is a land with fruit that is unbelievable. It is such a wondrous place. It is God's garden on the earth. And then they say, but look at the fruit that we brought back. You know, you have that's the, uh, for those of you who can imagine or picture the label, the old label on the Kedem wine bottles. Remember those old, the, the flagon jugs of Kedem Malaga wine that we used to get for uh, Kiddush, especially in the synagogue that would cause diabetic shock for anybody who drank like an ounce of this stuff. And it had on it a picture of two men with a, with a, carrying this wooden log and hanging from this wooden log from their shoulders was a cluster of grapes that hung down all the way to the ground. Those are supposed to represent the spies, except that they had it a little bit wrong because it wasn't two people that took to carry a cluster of grapes. It was eight people that it took to carry a cluster of grapes. One person carried a pomegranate and one person carried a fig. And they said, look how big this stuff is. Could you imagine the people who ate this stuff, who eat this stuff? The people there are giants. The land, it buries its dead and we look like grasshoppers in their eyes and it's too strong. Even God himself couldn't even conquer this land. And then what happened is, is everybody cried and then God said, he cried for nothing. I'm going to give him what to cry about. And that day was Tisha Bav, and we've been Morning, Tisha B'Av, ever since. We'll talk about that in a couple of months when we get up to Tisha B'Av. Now, the point of this story that I want to talk about 
was the opening line. It w- It's a beautiful place. It's a wonderful place. If they would have gone and said, you know, that land of Israel, it's a slum, it's a cesspool, it's a swamp, it's a desert, it's a horrible place, it's a garbage dump, it's terrible. Who would ever want to live there? And then go into this whole thing about the people filled with giants and filled, you know, the uh, the burying the dead and God couldn't. They probably wouldn't got would have been stoned by the people living there, the people there listening, because they knew Moses was not going to lie, that God told them, listen, the land of Israel is a land flowing of milk of honey. It's the garden of God, et cetera, et cetera. It's a beautiful place. It's the most wonderful place on the earth. This is what Moses has been conveying to them the whole time. Had they come back with any other statement other than that, they would not have been believed. And here I'm going to give you a lesson. I hope all your little children aren't listening too closely. But if a person wants to tell a lie, they can't just come out right from the beginning and say, this and this is the lie. It won't work. People aren't going to believe you. First, they have to come up with a little bit of truth. And then once you say, look, I'm telling the truth here, then go on to the next step and say, this is also true. You should, just like you believe me in the first thing I said, you should believe me in the second thing that I said. And then people will believe you. Oh, yeah, I believe the first thing. I should believe the second thing. Right, logic. It's even alluded to in the Hebrew word for false. We believe in Hebrew, everything is not, the, the Hebrew language is divine in origin. And even the shapes of the letters indicate something about the word. There's something in Hebrew called true letters and false letters. A true letter would be, if you could make a three-dimensional mold of it, it would cast, it would stand up by itself. A false letter would fall over. So the word in Hebrew for false is sheker. It's made of three letters, a shin, a kuf, and a resh. A shin, which is the beginning of the word, is a true letter. So we're starting off the word false with a with a bit of truth. The next two letters, a kuf and a resh, if you were to build them, would fall over. So they're false letters. So we're starting out with truth and ending off with falsity. And the same thing is also true, by the way, with the word emes. The word emes, which means truth, is made of three true letters. So truth has to be true from the beginning through the middle to the end. Let's zoom up 3,300 years and from this story of the spies. One of the things that the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe especially, spoke against were the isms. The beginning of the 20th century was a time of philosophical isms. There was communism and socialism and Zionism and uh, all these other isms, all these other causes, all these other philosophies. There's actually a story that a group of people were traveling from point A to point B. And one of the people traveling was the Lubavitcher, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe. And they were discussing which form of government closely resembles that of the Torah. And each one was lauding his own philosophy, his own ism. 
And they turned to the Lubavitcher Rebbe and they said, well, which one is it? And he said, for anything to work, it has to have a kernel of truth as its core. And those kernels of truth are Judaism. They are the Torah. So, and if you were to remove that kernel of truth, the whole thing would fall apart. And it's unfortunate. Jews especially have this need and desire to search for the truth. It's what spurred on the mass wave in the 60s and 70s, which motivated the Woodstock generation, was this search for truth. And unfortunately, because of the wanton education that Jews experienced in this country, they didn't get the truth that Judaism has from the beginning to the middle to the end. And what they got was kernels of truth from all these other isms. Somebody quoted me a statistic last week that 47%, how do you know this? 47% of America's Buddhists are Jewish because there's kernels of truth. I myself studied Buddhism, Buddhism before I got involved with religion. And there's a lot of truth in Buddhism, but it's not the truth for Jews. So now I'm inviting everybody. You can go on the web, ask a rabbi, bother somebody. If you haven't been exposed to the truth that is Judaism, that's your homework for this week. We've got to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurance is accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. Herschel Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. We have time for now for the Hasidic story. The Belzerebbe, and I didn't mark down which Belzerebbe it was, but it's Belzerebbe of the 1850s, became suddenly very sick. He was in great pain. And he didn't want to do anything about it. I mean, people who are in leadership positions, they, you know, I, you know, I, I'm okay. I can, you know, especially Jewish, Jewish people, you know, I am okay. I can suffer. It's fine. No, bother me. The old Jewish light bulb joke. How many Jewish mothers does it take to change a light bulb? You know this one, Ben? None. I can sit in the dark. It's okay. So, we we have this. So he, it got to the point though that they really needed to do something about it, and they took him to Vienna. They managed to convince him to get on a train. They have these new things now. This is the 1850s. These new things called trains. And they traveled from Bells, whatever the, the biggest, closest big city to Bells was. They traveled to Vienna to see the big doctors. And they saw, he went through all the big doctors, and it was determined that he was going to need an operation. And uh, 
which back then was pretty risky business. I mean, you know, think about it. I mean, at that point, anesthesia had just been invented. This is like, okay. So they're lying on the table, and they're getting him ready, and the doctor says, okay, bring in the anesthetist. And the Belzareb is sat up. And he looked at the doctor, and he said, your name is Moshe, right? And he said, yeah. Everybody was shocked because who was this person? This is a person, his name was Moshe Yitzchak from the city of Linden. And I don't think that's Linden, New Jersey, for some reason. And as a young boy around 12, he became disenfranchised from Judaism, probably got bored and got involved with secular studies, ran away from home, found himself some other place to live. This is very, very impressive for a 12-year-old. Managed to pick up some some uh, basic tenets in uh, secular learning, enrolled in the gymnasium, and graduated first in his class. Went on to university, went to medical school, and became the leading soul, soul surgeon in Vienna. And never told anybody about his Jewishness. He was always Moses. And he said to him, yeah. I'm I'm Jewish. He said, do you believe that the Torah was given to the Jewish people on Sinai? And he said very quickly, yes, I do. And he said, do you believe in the coming of the Mashiach, of the Messiah? And he thought for a second, and he said, I believe that there's going to be a messianic era and there's going to be some time when finally the world will be in a state of perfection because we're working towards that. He's probably involved with isms. But I don't believe any one person could instill this sense of leadership that's demanded of the Messiah. The Belzareba began to look at him right in the eye. And those present around him saw that the Rebbe's eyes were like on fire. And they were just like laser beaming right into Moshe, this, this Moses of Linden, into his eyes. And this went on for like a long time. I don't know, a couple of minutes, a minute or so. And in the meantime, this Moses, his, his face went white. It went red. It went purple. It went back to white. He started trembling. And then after a while, the Belzerebic turned his gaze away and, he, and it stopped. And he said to him, now, Moshe, I ask you, do you believe that an individual can instill fear in another person, a fear of God, just with a gaze of the eyes? And he said, Rebbe, I believe. That's the word he used. He used, Rebbe, I believe. They then considered, uh, conducted the operation, and the operation was a success. But unfortunately... The Belzarebbe died of complications after their operation on a train ride back to Bells. And he was surrounded by a group of his followers. One of them was his new follower, Reb Meisha Yitzchak of Linden. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Hi, this is Spex Howard from the Spex Howard School of Broadcast Arts. We're happy to sponsor the Jewish Hour and bring quality radio programming to the community. While much of the funding for the Jewish Hour comes from its sponsors, it's listeners like you that help keep the Jewish Hour on the air. Please send your tax-deductible donation to The Jewish Hour, 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 
48237. That's 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. Your help is greatly appreciated. Harry Schulfenman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. We have on the line uh, Rabbi Avadya Goldman. He's the chief rabbi of Oklahoma City. How are you today, Rabbi Goldman? Baruch Hashem. Good to hear. Good to hear. We're, we're, everybody knows why we're talking to the rabbi in Oklahoma City. How far away is Moore from Oklahoma City? Uh, Moore is a suburb of Oklahoma City. It's depending from where in the city, 15 to 20 miles out, which are around here is down the block. Right. Understood. I was actually just online looking. I saw that Oklahoma City, technically speaking, is about six times the size of Detroit. So there's a lot of land mass that goes with uh, with Oklahoma City. So let's let's do this a brief, brief history. Where were you when the tornadoes struck? Uh, I was at the combat center, about 20 miles out from the, where the tornado struck. Okay. Did you know it was coming? Did they have like these tornado warning sirens? And uh, was, could you feel that something was going down? 20 miles away. Well, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, that even, even though we have some bad weather sometimes, uh, Oklahoma has uh, the best uh, weather mapping, weather warning system uh, probably in the world. There are students coming from all over the world to study weather here in the university. So there were, there were warnings, in the beginning, you know, days before already that this is the type of weather that can lead to tornadoes. And on the days before, the morning of, they were warning and Everybody, everybody is is watching out for it, and the, the tracking of it is also incredible. Uh, how they track it and how fast they warn people about this. Mm-hmm. You didn't like with Hurricane Sandy, for example. They knew already days before it probably where it was going to hit and what the effect was, and people were basically evacuated. But there's no real time to evacuate because you didn't really know exactly where the storm was going to hit. Correct? That's correct. With the tornado, they know that the, they know the type of weather that lead that can lead to a tornado. Uh, but as far as knowing where a tornado would touch down, no, that that they can't track. But they they do have at least sometimes even 11 minutes in advance, which is quite a bit of time if you're paying attention uh, from from the beginning of the day already. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's also possible for say that you could get such a uh, tor- tornado warnings. We get tornado warnings here in Michigan too, but uh, nobody even ma- thinks about them. Is that that would probably be the case in Oklahoma City? As of, I'm assuming too, also Rabbi Goldman. It it can be, but they 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 know at what level. You could hear it in the voice of the of the of the people warning you, and you could hear it in the level of what they're telling you. Uh, around here, unfortunately, there's probably they're probably paying more attention to. For that idea, and when when they when they give you a serious warning, uh, everybody everybody responds to that. Okay, so now what was your response? The tornado went down. How long did that whole thing take for that tornado to to go through your area? The, the tornado was unfortunately a, 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 a slow moving tornado this time. It was any anywhere between fifteen and twenty minutes on the ground. Uh, what we did is we made a resolution on the spot that the Chabad Community Center is going to. Do all it can to respond. We, we we were here in the 1999 when there was another big tornado in the same area, actually in the same suburb, and uh, we knew the type of devastation that a tornado like this can 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 make happen. And we we knew right away there's going to be a response necessary. Okay, but 20 miles is a, it's it's a pretty healthy chunk of change to be away for somebody to be like a first responder. No, Rabbi Goldman. Well, 20 miles over here is less than 20 minutes away. Understood. Understood. So you let the word out, be known that Chabad was going to be doing what? 
Well, our initial our initial thing was to open up the Chabad Center and offer it as a as a shelter. There were there were also Jewish uh, uh, individuals that offered their homes to put people up, and uh, together with that, our first concern were the people that we knew that lived in the more uh, neighborhood. So to reach out to them to try to figure out if everybody's okay, if there's anything that they need, it was a little difficult at first, as you can imagine. Right. Uh, phone lines were down, cell phones were down, but. Uh, we managed to reach, I believe it was about 12 hours in, into the tornado. We managed to reach most people that we knew lived in that area. And then we were trying to respond to relatives and family that were calling the, and trying to reach their, fa- their friends and their family and who they couldn't reach. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is somewhat of a Jewish population in Moore. Uh, I wouldn't call it a Jewish population. You have to understand Oklahoma City in a, is a city of about a million people in the metro. And uh, the Jewish population is around 5,000 individual Jews. So relative to Detroit, not a, a, in, in, the more, in the more area, you're talking about uh, maybe 20, 30 families that are Jewish that may be there. Okay. So now it's been a week since uh, the uh, tornado hit, a little more than a week. What are, what are things like now on the ground? Okay. So um, the tornado actually hit on Monday. I find it amazing how fast they were able to uh, organize. Uh, the immediate essentials are all there. The greatest need right now, I'm, I, I was just there yesterday. They actually took me into an area that's closed off to, the, to everybody right now. It's the most devastated area. The immediate need is for homeowners uh, and their families to get cash, to get gift cards, uh, to be able to start to get, besides water and a sandwich, to be able to get some of the things that, they'll, they, that they had and then they don't have anymore. Shoes, clothing, um, you know, just a, a day-to-day items that we take for, for granted. Mm-hmm. Understood. And how are you helping with that? Okay, so, so a couple of things that we did is there's donations coming in from many, many uh, Jewish communities around uh, the country. I, I'm just coming right now from uh, a delivery of 20,000 pounds of kosher meat. Uh, that was donated uh, as an effort from the AgriStar company uh, in conjunction with the National uh, Council of Young Israel and uh, the Matbia organization. Uh, it's amazing the response and the uh, appreciation from people. I was yesterday at the... Uh, and, and this is one of many donations that are, have already arrived and are coming in huge, in huge quantities. Uh, we, we, we gave out... Yesterday we gave out, uh, I think it was probably about $6,000 worth of uh, gift cards to some of the superstores here. And uh, then there's going to be a little bit of longer term. So there's a, there's a donation coming from brand-new blankets and pillows in the hundreds. And uh, we're going to continue to try to be a, a funnel to be able to do the best we can to help bring what the community needs uh, to the community. Mm-hmm. How has this affected Oklahoma City at large? Is the city pretty much like back to normal as far as the day-to-day operations of every place that was not directly affected by the tornado? Well, there was a New York State assemblyman here, and he was uh, yesterday, uh, two days ago, and he was amazed at how fast the Oklahomans, they pride themselves in being self-sufficient. They know how to pull their boots up by their own, you know, on their own, by the straps. Uh, it's amazing. But other than the immediately devastated and affected area where there's, uh, you know, quite a bit of... Uh, activity and the traffic. Other than that, the city itself is uh, operating, I can't say normal, because anybody that uh, heard or saw or was part of that, you know, when children are are being hurt, 
when she, when you have fatalities, children children that lost their lives, normal as relatives, but. Uh, in the sense of the city moving along, everything is operating normally, but uh, obviously everybody is very, very touched by this. Indeed, indeed. And how about your your operations? Is this basically totally, completely consumed you, or are you still doing your, your Rabbi Goldman stuff? I, I, I don't have a choice, but uh, it, it only made me stretch uh, each hour to be a little more than an hour and to, from, from a 24-hour day to be a little bit longer than a 24-hour day. Some things have to have to continue, but there's nothing to talk about. That the first three days, this was a, a tremendous focus, and will continue to be a focus for quite a while now. We have three rabbinic interns here that are that are, that are working along with us, and they've been out, out on site every single day, visiting with people, listening, you know, bringing physical aid to them and spiritual aid, uh, emotional comfort, and we're going to continue to try to do whatever we can. Uh, did you just happen to have these three young men, or they were brought in special because of this? We have a rabbinic intern program here that they are part of, and uh, they, uh, that's what they're focusing on right now. Uh, anybody that wants to learn or uh, help in our uh, learn more about or help in our relief activities, you can go to www.jewishokcrelief.com, www.jewishokcrelief.com. Uh, the greatest need right now is for cash and maybe perhaps more important uh, to be able to get some gift cards some stores like Walmart, Target, uh, and uh, the like. I just uh, am in touch with the OU and the, the Orthodox Union, and they're announcing uh, a tremendous gift uh, help, a, a cash gift help uh, to those who are affected, and we're in the middle of trying to figure out how best to get that to the people right now. Mm-hmm. So as far as the gift-giving for, from, the, from the Jewish community, you're the point of entry and basically, all this is being funneled through you. Is that correct, Rabbi Avadi Goldman? Yeah. Like for instance, we were just now in the food bank. That's the uh, food bank that's going to help us distribute all this meat. You know, there's a great need for protein in a time like this. Protein is not something people usually uh, get, get. You know, they don't donate that really. Twenty thousand pounds of protein is, is a huge, huge uh, thing to them. Um, the Jewish community is all over the country right now, and mainly individuals that are reaching out with, with companies with cash. Uh, to be able to help. You have to remember, Oklahoma, by large, is a community that's very, very friendly, very, very respectful of the Jewish people, um, very, very supportive of Eretz HaKodesh, Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. They support us politically, tremendous support politically. Financially, they, they send huge groups there on tours all the time. They support many, uh, even uh, from organizations in Israel. The government just invested for the second time over $10 million in Israel bonds, something totally disproportionate to anything uh, any other state is doing. And we wanted, we want, and we, we wanted originally, and we continue to want to make sure that Oklahoma knows that when, they, when they're in need, the Jewish community is there to respond. And there was, and there continues to be a beautiful response. Yesterday, I was at the Capitol to talk, some of the, to, talk to some of the officials that are directly involved and uh, they wanted us to come to the assembly for their in session, uh, and they literally the entire assembly rose to applaud the Jewish efforts, the, the efforts of the Jewish community in responding to this disaster. Wow, that's awesome. Had, had I ever known, maybe I would have visited Oklahoma City earlier than this. So, but... You're most welcome. Just come uh, in the off season. <laughs> when they're not having tornadoes. 
Yes, indeed. Yeah, and there's not this great, in the times that there's not this great influx of Jews there. Indeed. Okay. I appreciate the time. I know you're very, very, very busy. Please give us your website again one more time, Rabbi Avadja Golden, if people want to make donations. It's www.jewishokcrelief.com. And I would like to encourage everybody that can, in any way they can, uh, to either go to the website and help us or to reach me. Uh, through the, on the website, there's ways to reach me uh, to, to let me know what it is that they can do to be able to help so that we continue the Jewish community continues to be a strong presence in uh, letting them know that uh, we reciprocate the, the love and the concern that, the, that this community shows to Jewish people and to, particularly to the Holy Land of Israel. Okay, thank you so much. We want to wish you continued success, and next time we'll hopefully call when you've got really some really, really, really good news, something awesome that happened in Oklahoma. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Hi, this is Spex Howard from the Spex Howard School of Broadcast Arts. We're happy to sponsor The Jewish Hour and bring quality radio programming to the community. While much of the funding for The Jewish Hour comes from its sponsors, It's listeners like you that help keep the Jewish Hour on the air. Please send your tax-deductible donation to The Jewish Hour, 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. That's 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. Your help is greatly appreciated. Herschel Finman, here you are listening to The Jewish Hour. If you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do it, RabbiFinman.com. That's www.rabbifinman.com. What will you find at RabbiFinman.com? Well, you'll find archive editions of the show, for example. This week's show will be posted, God willing, this afternoon. And if you're listening on the website, you've already noticed that it's been posted. We keep it there for about a month or so. And if you missed anything, you can go back. You can listen again and again and again. The uh, you'll also have archived editions of the E Parsha, the U Parsha, and the Hasidic U Story, which are various media of yours truly presenting insights into the portion of the week and the Hasidic uh, Hasidic stories, etc. You'll also find the very important donations page. Uh, we are very light on sponsors, if you probably noticed. We don't have a whole lot of commercials anymore. We are, for the most part, listener-supported radio. And I like that better, by the way. I like my, I happen to like my commercials, just, you know, me personally. But we need your help. Thank God May was paid for. But... June is coming. We do this every single month. We're living month to month to month to month to month to month. And we've been doing so for, with your help, 17 years already. Now's the time for you. Go to the computer. Go to RabbiFinman.com. Click on the donations page. Pick a number that's listed there. Don't like any of those numbers? Insert a number of your own. There's lots of numbers in the universe. Continue the proceeds. Click out check, out. check it out via PayPal. It's all very safe, secure. There has never been a breach on PayPal of security. Hasn't happened. Not, probably never happened. 
don't like giving donations via the Internet, that's no problem. Send your donation to The Jewish Hour, 14,000 West Nine Mile Road, Oak Park, Michigan, 48237. And help continue The Jewish Hour into its 18th year, 19th year, into infinity. Yes, thank you so much. We've got a couple minutes left, uh, having rearranged our uh, our uh, program to accommodate the schedule of Rabbi Goldman. And again, if you want to uh, contribute to Rabbi Goldman's cause in helping the uh, the devastation that has occurred in Oklahoma, it's Jewish o- OKC. OKC stands for Oklahoma City. And then slash relief puts you right there. If you don't remember the relief part, you just go okc.org or .com. I don't remember what it was. Then uh, it'll take you there, and I'm sure you'll get there. So just another quick insight into this week's portion, which is a portion of Shlach. The spy said that they that we were like we were like grasshoppers in their eyes, and that's the way we seem to them. How is it that they knew how they look? Okay, I seem like a grasshopper because you're very big, that I'm like this little little dude. But how do I know how you feel? People tell me I happen to be a tall person. People call me tall. I don't feel tall, but I'm six foot eight. And uh, people tell me, you're a tall person. And I always say to people, I never look down on another person. Because people to me, they don't look small. Everybody, of course, looks, they're all down there. But, you know, I don't recognize people as being small. How is it then that they felt small? And the answer to that question is, it was their lack of self-esteem, which is really what got the spies in trouble to begin with. They didn't have the faith in the Almighty and the faith in themselves that they could get the job of conquering Israel done. We have our own Israels. It's the heart within us. We say to make a sanctuary for God. That's our own personal Israel. It's unfortunately occupied by two warring forces. On the right side is the quest for spirituality and truth. And on the left side is the quest for physical mundane pleasures and falseness. And our right side has an inferiority complex because it happens to be the smaller of the two sides. But remembering the adage, just a little bit of darkness pushes away, excuse me, a little bit of light pushes away the darkness. We'll have success. That's going to do it. We're going to back out graciously. We thank you so much for tuning in. We hope we had a chance to entertain you a bit. We hope you had a chance to educate you a bit. We hope you have a great week, very productive. We hope to see you again next week. Take care.
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.